Well, good morning. Thanks, worship team, for that worship. That was fantastic. And um, we're going to get into the Word this morning. So would you join with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you as we, as we dig into the Word this morning, as we, as we read the Scriptures. Uh, we pray you would speak to us. Pray we'd leave here with fresh revelation. We, we, just, we don't, we don't want to just read the words. We want it to come alive. We want it to speak to our life. And we just thank you for the word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's an honor to bring the word this morning. And um, thank you for tuning in wherever you're watching from this morning. And our theme for this month has been Attitudes from the Heart. And it's a great uh, theme that we've been working through as a church. And Pastor Matt preached a great message last week. And if you didn't get that, you can always jump online and and listen back through some of the great messages that have been preached here at Life Church, which is great. There's a great, uh, uh, great bank of those now. You can uh, go back through and share them with your friends, and, and maybe you haven't listened to them yourself. But I encourage you to check out Pastor Matt's from last week. So I'm going to be talking this morning about a Bible story that many of us will be familiar with, and that Bible story is called the Good Samaritan, and. I know growing up in church and, and, and going through kids' church and, and even through youth that this story was used a lot and you'd, you'd hear this a lot you'd, and you'd even go to conferences and you'd hear this parable used a lot. It's probably one of the, the most well-known uh, stories in the Bible and I really loved digging into it over the last month or, or a bit longer as I was preparing for this morning and, and listening to different things about this and really pondering and praying what does this mean to us today? What does the story of the Good Samaritan mean to us today? And I don't want to just read these stories and, and, and I don't want it to just be information. I want it to come alive. And I want to, I want to be a doer of the word. I pray, I pray that's you this morning as well. And we don't just read this stuff. It's not just another book. and not, it's, it, it's not just information. I really want this to come alive for, for me and for you and that this can give us fresh revelation in our lives. So we're going to go to our reading uh, this morning and it'll, it'll come up on the screen there and it's Luke 10, Luke 10, 25 to 37 and maybe you want to get it, grab your real Bible, that's okay because everything's tech, technologically um, minded at the moment, but you might want to grab out your real Bible and, and, and follow along this morning. So Luke 10, 25 to 37. And it says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to, the, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and went away and leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he also 
passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. It's a great scripture, and every time I read that scripture, even as I'm reading it now, it actually stirs me, and as I've been digging into that, it's actually such a powerful passage in the Bible. And I know we have a lot of kids tuning in this morning. Maybe you're watching kids with mum and dad this morning. So I thought it'd be cool just for a few minutes to take a look at this parable. Um, it's a Good Samaritan uh, video, short video, and just want to show this for the next few minutes for the kids and the big kids as well. So just enjoy this, and it just talks about the um, Good Samaritan story just a little bit, so enjoy. The Miracle of Mercy, the Good Samaritan. This is Jesus, hey. who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. You see, when Jesus was on earth, he wanted everyone to know what God thought about things. So he took every opportunity to teach people about God's heart. <clears throat> One day, a religious expert stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? <laughs> what does the law say? The man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> right. All right. Do this and you will live. Wait. The man then asked, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. <laughs> They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. Another man who worked in the temple who was called a Levite walked over and looked at him lying there. Uh, huh? But he also passed by on the other side. Then a Samaritan came along. Oh. Samaritans were hated by Jews. They were seen as lesser people and Jews would not interact with them. But when the Samaritan saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. One room, please.
The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Fantastic. All right. Hope you enjoyed that video. So the key point that really stands out to me today is love your neighbor as yourself. And I think it's really cool that this appears in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. If you'd like to turn with me to Leviticus 19, 18. Leviticus 19, 18. And it says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And then we go forward uh, to our scripture today in, in, in Luke 10, 27, where it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. So powerful where you see it in Old Testament, see it in New Testament. You see, it was hard for them to keep all the laws from the Old Testament. So they decided, let's keep the most important one. But there was debates and there was arguments about which was the most important. So I think it was so cool that they asked Jesus, because who better to ask, right? What's the most important law? And yeah, it's really, really powerful stuff. And I love in the reading in Luke, when Jesus replied by saying, do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. To me, it speaks also about obedience. Obedience to our Heavenly Father. And I think that's such an important thing. And Let's have a look at some other scriptures in the Bible about loving your neighbor. If you'd like to turn with me this morning, our first one's Mark 12, verse 31. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Now we're going to turn to Matthew 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you'd have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. I love that bit where it says, this sums up the law and the prophets. So the, the first part is in everything do to others what you'd have do to you. And then it says this sums up the law and the prophets. So prophetic words that were spoken, the law that was written, it actually sums it all up. Pretty simple, hey? Do to others what you'd have do to you. It sounds simple, but hey, it's a challenge to actually live it out, isn't it? I hope this is speaking to you this morning and and, and speaking to me as well as I, as I deliver God's word. The next one we're going to have a look at is Luke 6, 27 to 36. And a lot of you will be familiar with this passage. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, 
Do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. There's a great theme coming across here, hey? And in James 2, verse 8, if you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. I'll read that again. If you are really keeping the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. I love these Scriptures, hey, so much. So, my, so what about this question? How do I actually love my neighbor? How do I actually love my neighbor? So if someone was going to ask you that question or, or maybe if someone asked me that question, how am I going to answer that question? And my answer to that would be, you must have a desire to love your neighbor because you love Jesus. i say that again. You must have a desire to love your neighbor because you love Jesus. If you don't love Jesus 100%, how can you love your neighbor? That must flow out of your love for Jesus and the love that Jesus has given you. It'll, it'll all flow out. The love that Jesus, the, that love that he, that he loves us so much. What he did for us on the cross, the ultimate love. So if we love Jesus, that love's going to flow out onto others. And you actually don't have to have all the answers. Just be yourself. Just be real. Just be honest. Just be open. Be a good listener. That's how you can love your neighbor. You just got to be yourself. And if you get stuck with a hard question when talking to your neighbor, what I would say to that is, go to Holy Spirit. If you get stuck and you're not sure what to do, go to Holy Spirit. Say, hey, he's always there. Sometimes we're just not tuned in, but he's always there. Sometimes we forget, but he's always there. And you know what else I've come to realize and it's actually really, really comforting and really assuring. And that is us. Yes, you and me, we're already qualified to love our neighbors just as we are. Just as me, just as you, just as everyone else watching this morning, we're already qualified to love our neighbors. We don't need a certificate to love our neighbors we don't need to grow up and, and get older before we can love our neighbors. No, youngest to oldest, we're all qualified to love our neighbors. And the Good Samaritan, he, it ties in so well. It's such an amazing story when we're talking about showing love, loving our neighbors and the attitudes of the heart. And the Good Samaritan was right here being the feet and being the hands of Jesus. He was showing true love and compassion. And Christian love, it doesn't, it doesn't um, permit us to choose who, we help, who, who we're going to help or who we won't help. I don't think that's the way it works. I don't think when we become Christians, then we decide, I'll help that person, but I won't help that person. No, I don't think that's the way Jesus would have operated. We can't be saying, I can't do that, someone else will. If we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus then there's going to be opportunities that will arise around about us during our normal day when we can show this kind of love, show this kind of compassion every single day. Every single day. And I've got four things here that 
really stood out as I was digging into the Good Samaritan parable. Just grab a drink. So four things that really stood out out of the Good Samaritan parable that I want to share with you this morning. The first one was the Good Samaritan was, was a person you could trust. The Good Samaritan was a person you could trust. And, and he, helped, he helped someone when they needed to be helped. And even though uh, back, back when this happened, and I love reading these stories and, and, and trying to picture what it was like. And I know watching videos helps, but sometimes and when I, when I read these scriptures, I'll try and picture it in my head. And you try and picture if you were actually there, hey, and it, and it really helps. And, and ask Holy Spirit to give you revelation. So it's not just words. But he helped someone when they needed to be helped. And even though back when it happened, the person lying on the road was pretty much someone who hated him. And it's a challenge to us all today. Would we show that same love and give help to someone despite who they are? Would we do it? It's, it's challenging stuff. The second point I've got is the, the good Samaritan didn't care that he was considered as a nobody. The good Samaritan didn't care that he was considered as a nobody. You see, Samaritans were at the time were said to be the lowest of, of low in all the people. And even knowing this, it didn't stop him from helping the hurt man on the road. So challenging. And I think sometimes we can think, who am I? And you, you might be watching this this morning and thinking, who am I? That, that, that's okay, I can hear this, but who am I? I'm not good enough. Someone else can do it. Someone, is better, someone better than me can help. But the good Samaritan didn't care that he was considered a nobody. He still went and showed love and showed compassion and helped. Such, such, a, great, such a great thing. Third thing I've got here is the good Samaritan didn't walk away when others did. Good Samaritan didn't walk away when others did. And I love this because the good Samaritan is actually being a doer of the word. And like I said at the start, I, um, I'm talking to myself this morning as well. I don't want to just read the word and, and get into the scriptures but not do something with it. I want to be a doer of the word. So in other words, he didn't, just, he didn't just think, I need to help this man or this man needs help. He actually became the help. That's so awesome. And this, this really spoke to me, and I pray this is really speaking to you this morning. How can you actually be the help? How can you be the love in, in those little situations that will pop up? They will pop up. Ask Holy Spirit as you get up in the morning. Holy Spirit, uh, just give me those little triggers. Give me those little moments that I can show your love. You'll, you'll be, you, I shouldn't say you'll be surprised, but things will pop up. If you're open to it, Holy Spirit's going to use you. Holy Spirit is going to use you, especially in these times. People are craving real love. Fourth point I've got here is help others without expecting something in return. I think that's a really, really cool thing that came across out of the, the Good Samaritan uh, story. Help others without expecting something in return. You see, the Samaritan knew that the hurt man may never help him in return. But that didn't stop him from helping and showing love and showing compassion. I think it can be hard and challenging to relate this into today's lifestyle. 
We can focus so much on our own lives and forget those around us who are less fortunate. Why don't we start by thinking not only of, not, not what can others do for me, but what can I do for others? What a great way to think, hey? Not what others can do for me, but what can I do for others? I just jotted down, you know, there's some little ideas, and I believe, I really do believe, and especially after digging into this over the last few weeks, but I really believe it's those little, those little everyday things that are always there for waiting, waiting for us. And if we don't do it, then someone else will. Things like, things I've jotted here, like helping the elderly, Randoms, random acts of kindness. These are all things that we can do every day. So helping the elderly, random acts of kindness, using a talent or a skill that you have to help someone out. We all have different talents and and different skills. Cook someone a meal. Wash someone's car. Do someone's garden. Help someone cross the road. Pay for someone's fuel. These are all things that you you might think at the time, oh, this is not doing much. But if you pray about it and ask Holy Spirit to use you, he'll, he'll use you in those moments right where that person needs it. And it's a powerful thing. It's powerful. I saw someone not long ago. Um, I was parked at a, at a car park in Shepparton. And I saw someone, as I looked across uh, the car park, I saw someone help someone across the road. And I could tell that this person didn't know this person. And it was such a, um, a really cool thing. And this, it was an elderly lady. And she was so appreciative of this young man that was helping her across the road. And um, it's just little things like that, hey, that show love everywhere we go. I've got a couple of quotes here that I came across as I was, as I was researching this week. And this one's from Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, on the parable of the Good Samaritan, I imagine that, first, that the first question the priest and a Levite asked was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But by the very nature of his concern, the Good Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him? So cool, hey? So not worried about himself, but thinking about the other person, putting, putting the other person first. And another quote from Martin Luther King Jr. is, Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. And you, you might be watching uh, this morning, wherever you are, and you, you might say, yeah, I've got enemies, but they'll always be my enemies. But that doesn't have to be the case. You might not become friends, but they don't have to always be your enemy. You can show love. You can show kindness. You can be the love where there is no love. We're about to share communion together this morning. And so if you have your bread and your juice ready, that's good. Otherwise, you've got time in a minute to go and grab that. And I love, I love here at Life Church that we share communion every Sunday as a church. I love that communion always ties in 
uh, to what we're talking about. And as we're talking about love this morning and loving your neighbor, what greater love there was than what Jesus did for you and for me on the cross. What greater love. You can't fathom any more love than, than that. That, the, that God, the Heavenly Father, could send His Son to die on the cross to give us freedom. What the ultimate sacrifice. It's mind-blowing, hey, when you think about it. It's amazing. So cool that we can stop every single week and, and remember. And I love that we do that as a church. And I love that we can pause, take a moment to reflect, check our hearts, refocus, realign, uh, realign our thinking, realign our thoughts. All right? It's, it's really a time where we can actually take stock and, and stop and think, yep, okay, I've got to get my thinking straight again. Because we, we, we all go, it, you can go off path, easy. We're human. But I think it's cool that we can come, you can, and you can take communion during the week in your own time, and it'll do the same thing. It'll put you back on track. You might have someone that you know is um, going through a, a hard time with, with an illness. I encourage you this morning, take communion with that person. Take communion with that person and pray for healing in the name of Jesus. See, Jesus left us with a message to love one another and to share the gospel. And that's in all of us. It's not, it's not just in one person. It's in all of us. We all have a stage. We all have a stage. Our stage is our everyday life. The people we come in contact with every day, that's our stage. We all have people we can impact for, for the kingdom. So if you need to go and quickly grab your communion elements, then please do that. Um, we're just going to pause just for 30 seconds and just going to, if you've got your communion, I encourage you just to pause with me as we take a moment and just remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. So let's just close our eyes wherever we are this morning and, and let's remember and let's take a moment amongst the busyness, amongst everything else that's going on. Let's just pause for, for 30 seconds and, and, and realign our thinking, realign our thoughts and, and thank him for the cross. So just before we take the bread, I'm going to read out of Matthew 26, verse 26 to 28. And it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. Let's eat this morning. Then he took a cup, and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's drink this morning.
Heavenly Father, we thank you for that we we thank you that we can share communion this morning. We thank you that we can just realign our thoughts, realign our thinking all around the cross, the ultimate love. Thank you, Father, that you're stirring us this morning. Thank you that um, it's not just words. Thank you that you're stirring people to be doers of the word this morning. And we thank you that we can share communion together this morning. Amen. As we're, as we're about to wrap up this morning, I want to leave you with this, something that I was uh, challenged, with, challenged with when I was digging, digging deeper into this parable and really reading and listening and pondering on it. And this is where, and I really believe that we should help others regardless of where they come from or what they believe in. Regardless of where they come from or what they believe in, that's the true love of Jesus. I want to read a well-known scripture this morning. If you've been around a long time or if you've been around a short time, you would have heard this scripture. It's John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is love. That is the perfect scripture as we, as we open up an invitation uh, for you to meet Jesus this morning. Maybe you're watching this morning online and, and you, you're hearing this message and, and you say, oh, I want to meet this Jesus that he's talking about. Well, you can pray a prayer right now and you can ask Jesus into your heart. It's as simple as praying a prayer and meaning it, not just words, actually meaning it, asking him into your heart. So we're going to pray a prayer now and you can, you can repeat after me right where you're at, in your, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you are. I encourage you, if you want to meet Jesus this morning, I'm going to pray a prayer now, and you can repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. I'm sorry for the bad things I've done. Wash me clean. Today, I give you my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my best friend. Today, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we would love to hear from you whether that's in the comments or whether that's via the, the website, email, ring the church office, just get in touch with us somehow. We would love to hear from you. Please let us know so we can follow you up and, and really guide you on this next stage of your, of your journey because it's, we're all on a journey at different stages. So this could be the beginning of an incredible journey of, of you praying that prayer this morning. So please let us know if you've if you prayed that prayer this morning and we'll be, we'll be cheering you on, we'll, we'll be helping you and we'll be celebrating with you. So please let us know if, if that was you this morning. And we're going to sing a, a worship song to wrap up called Heaven is Calling. I think it's a great song to wrap up today. And so as the band comes in a moment, we're going to wrap up with that song. And I'll leave you with this. We actually can't love in our own strength. It's because of Jesus and, and Jesus' love that we get to love others. So let's sing, let's worship, and then 
Pastor Matt's going to wrap up. Thanks.